As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Toyota's Labor Day sales event is ending soon. Save big with 0% APR on 13 of Toyota's top-selling models like RAV4, Camry, and Corolla. Don't wait. Toyota's Labor Day sales event ends Monday. Toyota, let's go places. Click the banner or visit buyatoyota.com. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. UFC, President Trump, politics, film, TV, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you name it. It's no holes barred radio, folks. And that's why we're starting the week here with a really excellent show with a special guest, along with my producer, partner on the show, TJ DeSantis. TJ, good week. How are you? I'm good. I feel like we're burying the lead because next you're going to say who our guest is. And if you don't say Herb Dean, I'm going to feel very (laughs) disappointed. All right. I'll give it to you like I do in the Octagon. And coming up, a brother to me for many, many years, uh, my co-man in the octagon sharing the octagon with him for many many years amongst other rings and cages we've been hi this is stephanie from safeway exciting news safeway chevron and texaco are offering even more savings at the pump now through september 8th shop at safeway and redeem up to one dollar per gallon in gas rewards at participating chevron and texaco stations and at safeway fuel stations shop safeway this week and earn up to one dollar per gallon in gas rewards this is stephanie from safeway and we'll see you soon Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. And then together, none other than the pre-ultimate, one of the finest referees in the world, a man who knows this business inside and out, and also an intellectual and an extremely interesting individual who I love to call my friend Herb Dean. Herb Dean. Wow, man. Thank you for that intro. Man, (laughs) thanks for having me on the show. I feel like a very important man right now. Well, you are an important man, Herb. And let's face it, every show night, you're more important than anything because you are the sheriff of the octagon. You know, that's your that's your job. Herb, before we get started, anything else? I'm so excited because I I film tons of cameos every month. I'm so excited that Herb Dean is on cameo. It took a while. You did it. You charge a extremely reasonable price. I'm amazed you charge so little for your cameos, but at the same time, it's a great get for any fan of Herb Dean. How is cameo going for you? Man, I'm glad you told me about it because, uh, man, I was, uh, at first I was kind of hesitant to be on it. I wasn't sure how I'd feel about it, but actually I love it. It's like, it's people who really appreciate me. They reach out and like the things that they're asking me to do and be a part of, um, I've got to be, uh, you know, got to, you know, welcome children into the world. I've got, you know, part of anniversaries, uh, yeah. someone, you know, people are graduating from college. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I get to be a part of some really important moments for people all over the world. And it's an honor to do it. It's, uh, it's been nothing but fun so far. Every now and then I get some weird stuff, but yeah. I'm figuring out how to work through that. You know what I mean? But most of it has just been, uh, it's been a good, it's been a win-win for me, something I really enjoy doing. 
one way to work out the weird stuff or the classless stuff is just say no. <laughs> it's yeah, called decline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, really yeah. very simple. I, I either do some stuff I decline or the other stuff I just, you know, if people send me a script, I, if you're, they're reaching out to me, they want me to be me. If they send me a script with any references I don't understand, I just leave those out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're so happy with them, right? Right, right. And I'm, one thing that really pleases me, whether it's the videos and audios I do through my website, brucebuffer.com or the cameos I do, cameos I do, is the thank you notes. I love mm -hmm. the thank you notes. It actually, my partner Kristen and I, it brings tears to our eyes a little bit or get emotional. Some of the thank you notes are like, oh my gosh, they really needed this. You know, this right. made their day, made yeah. their life. It's, it's awesome, you know, and especially graduations and birth of babies, which I love doing. It's good job, Herb. Keep it up. Cameo, everybody. Check out cameo.com. Herb Dean, also TJ DeSantis, and of course well, me. We got to stop bringing it up, Bruce. I've been on Cameo for a year now. And have not done one cameo. Well, I'll tell you why. One of the reasons why, because every time I bring it up, you say I've only done one or I haven't done one. Listen, Mary Kay Ash has started Mary Kay Cosmetics back in the 50s, a multi-level marketing cosmetic company. And I never lie. But when you're selling, you need to sell, even if you're selling from an empty shelf. Fake it till you make it. Okay? Well, why don't you give no. us one? Give us one. Give us an example of how you do it. Yeah. Go ahead, TJ. Me? Yeah. yeah. Cameo to me. Give a cameo to me. I've never hey. done one, so I don't know how to do it. You just have I'm, to be I'm, yourself. I'm really, I'm really excited that I was just on the Bruce Buffer show, and uh, you know, why don't you send me a congratulations? Because I'm, I mean, I'm honored, and, and it's been a, it's a, it's been a while in the making, and, and we're doing it right sure, now. Perfect. So. All right, you ready? Here mm -hmm. we go. Herb Dean, TJ DeSantis, the voice of Invicta Fighting Championships, and I just wanted to say congratulations on being on the It's Time Show with Bruce Buffer. Bruce was incredibly excited to have you, and honestly, we're all excited to have you, except for Dan Hardy. That's worth thirty nine ninety five. I got yeah, no problem with that. There you go. That was Chris. Yeah, yeah. So from from now on, when I talk about it, you don't say I haven't done one. That's not the way to sell. All right. All you right. say great. You Here one. I have now a cameo. Can't wait to do it for you. Right. You give one yeah. with Herb Dean. I'll send you a review. All right. Perfect. I'm gonna send hey. one to Herb Dean today. All right. You got it. You got it. Herb, I, I'm I'm curious, man. Like obviously, I I joke about Bruce giving you the uh, uh, the introduction, the signature, Herb Dean. Did, did, did Bruce ever get to announce you when you were fighting? No, no, I, I was not on that level. That's why when it was time to choose one thing or the other, I decided I was going to hang out and keep refereeing. Nobody really missed me. Bruce Buffer never announced me. The most famous thing I did as a, as a competitor is back when I was uh, doing some kickboxing, uh, Cecil Peoples didn't ref my fight but was in the same building. That's, that's oh, no, you know what? And also, Jimmy Lennon Jr. said my name. There so that, that was cool. See, yeah. see, classy I, Jimmy Lennon. I, you fought in King of the Cage, right? Or was it Gladiator Challenge? Um, both and okay. a couple of other see, events. I, I thought Bruce was making the rounds back then. I, I, I was doing shows for everybody. And then when I went exclusive with UFC, I just finished my 11th King of the Cage out of the first 12 or 13 they did. And uh, they were really upset when I told them I couldn't announce anymore. And I love the King of the Cages. I had a right. great time down there. Yeah. No, King of the Cages is, was a blast. And, King, and, you know, and, and he's still doing it. And he's, he's I mean, uh, this sport wouldn't, I don't think, you know, everybody plays their part. And King of the Cage played a major part for so many of us and plays a major part still for so many of us. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I, I love those shows. A lot nice. of really good times. Really good times. They even remember wearing an overcoat because it was raining so hard and mm -hmm. fighters slipping. I mean, this is back in the days when I was doing fights in cowboy bars and there were better fights in the audience than there were in the ring that I was working in. You know, it's so much history that Herb, I know you and I could talk about, tell stories about all day long.
Yeah, like if you saw that, remember on that movie, Here Comes the Boom? Most yeah. of the funny things that happened, uh, you know, they remember they, would, they did all these funny things like the fight in the rain or, or the octagon breaking. Yeah. A lot of those matches I was at, I'm sure the guy who gave him the advice was on some of the same scenes because I think I remember being at all those shows where all those crazy, but yeah, the rain one, we were at that one, the King of the Cage, they, yeah. they canned it as uh, they put it in a bottle and sold it as wet and wild. Yeah, wild, wild, that's right. That. Yeah, one of my favorite yeah. events. I think, I think mm-hmm. Eve Edwards fought on that show and, and literally lost a fight or lost that fight because he, he couldn't stop kicking. He just wanted to throw kicks because that was part <laughs> of his game. And every time he threw a kick, he'd fall down and whoever he was fighting that night ended up getting on top of him and, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so happy that things like that don't really happen anymore with the, you know, elite level fighters that we see uh, today. But man, you want to talk about growing pains? I don't think a sport uh, other than MMA has had this unique of a, a coming up in our lifetime. Uh, you know, I remember doing uh, shows for uh, Frank Shamrock, who put on a couple of shows um, that I did. And one night it got rained out and we had to go in a warehouse and he put on an exhibition for everybody to try and get their ticket prices. One time we were in a cowboy bar down somewhere. I honestly forget where we were. And it was in a ring and fighters were flying out of the ring through the ropes into the audience where they're trying to do takedowns. I mean, it's amazing all the history we've been part of in the evolutionary process of this great sport of mixed martial arts, which right now has culminated into a world of a COVID-19 pandemic, which Herb and I have been doing our own pioneership in, being part of the UFC, leading the way for every other sport, showing the safety and protocol that needs to be put in place. And Herb, you know, we were in Fight Island together, uh, Jacksonville. Were you in Jacksonville? I'm sorry, Herb, were you I in was. Jacksonville? I, I yeah. was in Jacksonville. You were in Jacksonville, Herb's right? everywhere. And then in Fight Island, and Herb's always supported with, you know, by his beautiful, lovely wife, Vika, who I love to death. Please give her my love. Tell her hi, I will. It's always happy to hear from you. Amazing girl. You guys make an amazing couple. And, you know, we were in Fight Island together. Now we've got the Apex. So, Herb, you know, with everything that goes on, you know, we have to go to Vegas, get tested, sequester 20, quarantine 24 hours, get on a plane, which we did together, to Abu Dhabi, get tested twice, quarantine for another 48 hours. How is all this to you? How are these trips to you? I, you know what? I'm just happy that we're able to continue doing our sport. And, and uh, I... Uh, I think that I feel good. I feel safe doing it. I feel I've been tested so many times. I feel that uh, they've done a really good job. And um, I think I'm just uh, uh, proud of, uh, you know, the UFC for the way they put it together and, yeah. and for leading the way, you know, uh, and, and for all the people involved, for the people at Fight Island who, uh, I mean, they took it up another level when we got there. And, and I think uh, I, I saw some of the things they did there. And I think some of them, I know a lot of the things were really expensive and take a lot of things to do, but I think if people were just to get on a team page, I think a lot of the things they put in place could be put in place in other places. So, um, yeah, I, I think um, I, I was just really happy to be a part of it. Yeah, me too. I was very happy. You know, we had that first experience there in Fight Island where we're in a safe zone. We can only do so much. Um, I wanted to go uh, do the, um, the skydiving 104 mm-hmm. foot thing, but it was out of the safe zone. I couldn't get there. Even the Doe Dana did it for the, the uh, Dana White looking for a fight TV show that he filmed with Matt Sarah. And um, then you have the race cars, you know, outside our hotel, we've got a formula one track, we've got the beach, but now they're talking about us going back. And again, I don't know. I feel like James Bond waiting for a call from them to put my tuxedo in a bag and go do my duty wherever in the world I have to do. And I guess we're on call because we don't know if we're going to be at the Apex or in Abu Dhabi come September and October. And we'll know when we know. And it might be a call that we get two weeks before we go. But yeah, everything is top secret, right? Everything's all in, top yeah, secret. Ready, ready to happen. Just, you know, I think because it's, it's one of those things where they're, uh, 
That's awesome that they can make those decisions like that, like right when they need to be made. Good for them. I'm exactly. curious. So obviously, Bruce, you open up the, the briefcase and it's like multiple tuxedos, right? You yeah. know, and, and suits. Herb, is it, is it multiple black polos? No, no. Well, that's in my closet. Multiple okay. black polos. Really, and it's really like that because um, there's so many different athletic commissions yeah. and so many different places. So I have closets full of black polos for the different states or provinces or some of them are municipal commissions and and things like that so yeah so i do have them but usually but when it's time to go i to select a very small toolbox so i just I, I try to do it with a backpack you know there you go i've been i've been so jealous i'm sorry tj no i was just gonna say that's the way you got to do it real quick Herb, do you know how many different jurisdictions you've worked in where you've been licensed as a ref do you, I, mean, I, I do not count it i haven't counted it but it's a lot it's all of like, you them, know most most states have, you know, i've been into a lot of different states i've been to a lot of different provinces uh, a lot of different states in in australia and through been to brazil and there are other places in south america through europe and and in asia and i've been refereed in china and through central asia and I've, I've been blessed i really got to see a lot of places in the world and luckily for me i love traveling i love everything about it i love seeing new people i love I mean, I've got to do a lot of cool things. I've got to, you know, I've got to drink camel milk and, and mare's milk and, and it was really good. I've got to, I mean, that was on, that was right be my last trip before COVID shut things down. So wow. I got to, man, I've got to do a lot of really fun things. Are the other shows that you're doing um, still happening with safety yeah. protocol? Okay. So the, I, I, one of the shows I do a lot is ACA. I love working at those guys and they're doing shows. I haven't been over there yet because you know, the travel restrictions, I haven't really figured out how we're going to do that. But as soon as those things loosen up a little bit, who knows, maybe I can get back on with them as well. Very cool. One thing I want to say earlier when Herb was talking about packing, we, we fly together so much. I've got to carry at least two monkey suits. I carry one in a carry-on, I carry one in the bag in case the bag is lost. I have the carry-on, yada, yada, yada. If I have two shows, I got more. Go to Abu Dhabi, I've got workout equipment in my bag. I carry like suit bag and this one big bag. And there's Herb with a, with a backpack or a little tiny thing. I get so jealous that you pack so light and yeah, I'm standing there waiting for my luggage. and You're just going right to the car to pick you up. <laughs> well, there's, you know, there's two guys. I mean, you're, you're, you, you can tell, people can tell that you're a very organized guy and you spend time putting things together. And my organization is being a minimalist. And that's, <laughs> that's the way that's, that's the best I can say for my organization. Hey, <laughs> I, I'm Perfect. curious her, uh, Bruce already mentioned your wife. I mean, how does she handle your travel schedule? Cause that's gotta be, pretty hard. I mean, do you know how many weeks uh, a year you're on the road and away from home? Well, a lot, but she's, uh, she comes to a lot of shows with me and, nice. uh, you know, and, and, and having this lifestyle makes up for it in other ways. We've got to travel a lot. Uh, you know, we've gone, um, we've gone around the world, uh, literally going left, going east and came home from the west more than wow. one time together on, on trips that, you know, may last over a month and seeing a lot of really cool places. And there's times where uh, where it's not a trip that um that I, that we're gonna go to and do together, but when I come home, I'm able to have time and do other things. So it it works out. You, you know what I admire, Bruce, about her more than anything. This is a space where you know, it, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that hard to become a, a referee if you're willing to take the proper steps and and do things, especially in some of the lower, smaller uh, demographics and, and markets. But when I think well, about especially Herb the Herb Dean, the Herb Dean referee training program. There you go. There you <laughs> go. But. What I'm, what I'm saying about Herb is I find it incredibly refreshing that what you remember about Herb is his work, and, and the work speaks for itself. Not a catchphrase, not that he, you know, picks his nose as someone is 
uh, introducing him. Nothing like that. It's just, you know, are you ready to fight? You ready to fight? All right, let's do this. Like, Herb, I, I appreciate that you haven't got gimmicky and you've let your work, you know, sort of stand uh, for itself. Have, has anyone ever said, oh, you know, you got you to be like a John McCarthy and not that John's bad by any means. He's one of the best in the business. But, oh, yeah. you know, when you think of John, you think about let's get it on. Uh, when I think about Herb Dean, I think about, all right, you're probably in safe hands with Herb Dean. Well, I mean, it works for him. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I kind of be true to myself. I do little things, but I don't stand out. But I, I just, I, I'm kind of a more of a relaxed uh, uh, vibe. I don't think it would come out sounding genuine if I said, let's get it on. That's just not <laughs> right. me. Right. You know what I mean? I, my goal is, uh, I, as far as for my style of refereeing, I want to be out of the way. I don't want you to think about me until it's time for me to do my job. Yep. You know what I mean? I think so. That's, uh, I've, you know, I definitely, you know, some people are a little bit more forceful being in there and, and uh, for me, when it's time for me to do my job, I'm going to do it. But other than that, uh, you know, it, I'm here to support these guys and I'm their servant. And it's definitely not about me. I think it's definitely one of those things where if a referee does his job well, you don't even notice him. But if he does yeah. his job bad, then it's like obviously everyone's talking about him. So th this has got to be one of the few jobs in the world where if no one's talking about you, it means you probably did a pretty damn good job. Exactly. If they're not noticing you or whatnot. But what's awesome about this sport is it is one of the only sports where they do because it's such a difficult job MMA officiating, especially because some of it is like people don't have a lot of understanding about how we make our decisions. Because uh, when you watch the other sports, there's lines, there's meters, there's things that are being ticked off. And our sport, it seems really subjective. And as referees, so we can duplicate what we're doing, we try to make as much of it objective as we can. We try to have boxes we're ticking off when we're making our decisions. But no one really knows about our boxes, you know what I mean? Because you can't see them. Right. Let me give you another couple uh, insights into Herb, if I may, Herb, if you don't mind. Herb is a musician, TJ. And he's a guitar player. I'm sure you play other instruments, too. Which, and, and you like jazz. I know you like jazz, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, which yeah makes, I do. So what is the association with jazz? The term is cool cat. Herb Dean <laughs> is a cool cat. And you know, something else, TJ, you might not be aware of is that Herb used to be a bounty hunter. Did you know that? I did not oh, know that. I didn't realize I told you about that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you when, did. Yeah, you did, Herb. You did. When I was, uh, when I was, um, it happened when I was probably around 18 or 19, I, I was roommating with some friends, with friends of ours when we, we went to high school together. And, um, I was probably the youngest one. They had graduated before me. And uh, we uh, rented out this big house. And one of the guys, the guy who, was, who had got the house was a bounty hunter. And uh, sometimes he would need help. And then it became a thing I would do on a regular basis with him. We'd go and, um, you know, because back then they were paying a lot of money. And so I'd go help him, uh, you know, grab these guys for money, you know. Wow. I mean, that, that sounds like the most unpredictable job on the planet. I mean, maybe well, it, being an MMA referee, that might well, be. Well, it is unpredictable. And you got, and that's the thing about it is, you know, um, you know, I'm not claiming to be like some hard individual or some super tough guy, but the one thing that we do have going for us is we're the one, you know, um, you, you pick your time and your place and you bring all your resources. That makes it a lot easier. Good way to put it. Very good way to put it. So, Herb, um, going to a couple of news stories here. Before I do, I just want to tell you that Mama Buffer said to say hi and send your love and hopes everything's safe with you and Vika. I'll tell her I said hi, and I hope everything's safe over there with her. Yeah. As safe as can be, my friend. I'm Take good care of her, and she's, she's having a good day. That's the best I part. know. We, we, saw, we see how you take care. People don't even come. You keep yourself so safe to make sure that you don't bring anything near her and whatnot, and it's, uh, everybody knows, and, and, and uh, people, uh, you're a leader. 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Herb. I appreciate it. Always, you know what I say, lead by example. Mm-hmm. So have, leaders- you, have you guys bumped elbows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we bumped elbows. Uh-huh. I, I, I didn't know if you were on the fist no. bump list or something. If there was No, no. I, I've, I've offered the fist, and then I could tell by the energy that no, 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 it's elbows. All right. It's elbows. Well, I've offered we- the fist. I've been like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Every referee and I, Herb especially, for the many, many years been together, started with Herb and John McCarthy, we always had a ritual. We come in, bump on the top, bump below, fist bump before we start the fight. It's our ritual. That ritual has mm-hmm. now been postponed. So yeah. we strictly do the, uh, the elbow. We don't always have time to run to the bathroom and wash our hands, even though Herb has gloves on. So all good. Um, let's see here. COVID-19 news, Herb. The, uh, there is no good news. It's worse than ever. I'm looking at the stats here. We're spiking in California worse than ever. 160,000 deaths and growing. 4.8 million plus uh, confirmed cases. You know, it's crazy worldwide. Now, now it's funny. The United States, not funny, or the bad choice of words. It's horrific that the United States with a fraction of the world's population now has 25% of the largest amount of COVID cases in the world. And what, why, what, what do you think that is? What's the reason why we have so many? I think one of the key reasons is that our leadership took so long to get, you know, on the right keel. Mm-hmm. Wherever the country was shutting down, let's take an example of an extreme shutdown. Like Melbourne had something like 82 cases reported immediately shut down, right? Mm-hmm. Not anything worse. Uh, other places shut down and did the, did the stay at home or whatever needs to be done. We're all confused letting state by state make their decisions. People not listening, not, you know, whether it's our president, you know, not wearing a mask and leading by example or uh, other governors in certain states saying, no, this doesn't need to be done. Open it up, let them go. They open up, let them go. And what happens? Everything spikes up. There's only one way to deal with this, which is the right way to be part of the solution, not the problem, which is to wear the mask, keep distancing, wash your hands, and follow all the rules. And we got to do it because I think we're going to still be in this horrific situation. I'm sorry to say, you know, into 2021, probably be no live audiences till possibly May, you know, is yeah. my guesstimate. Again, none of us know. None of us know to what happens, but I think an answer to your question is because right away we were not given the proper instructions except by certain individual states to do what needs to be done. And this thing just got out of hand. And I, what do you think, what do you think in California? It's so bad because I mean, we, we locked down pretty fast in California, especially with the stay at home orders at least. So uh, do you mind if I jump in real quick? Oh, please, please go ahead. Please, please, yes, please, please. I, think, I think with California especially is we did do a good job. We did go on lockdown relatively quickly however that was what four or five months ago we're mm-hmm. starting to see people ignore that because i think they're bored out of their minds and they've yep. been told to do the right thing and a lot of them have done the right thing for a long time but at this point they're they they would rather risk it or just not care to experience life a bit more because they've been shut in for like i said four or five months well for us what's near and dear to us is we're in martial arts and and for me what's on my mind are, are the gym owners yeah, because yeah. that that is for us. That's the lifeblood of our sport. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, all the um, having to figure something out in those guys. You know, that's you know. You see, you see guys. I mean, you know, how many friends do you have who are who own gyms and they're not able to open up or have to close down again? You know, that's tough. No, I've been watching it. I mean, a close friend of mine um, who you've met too, her. Uh, she owns a Muay Thai training center, right? And she's been closed mm-hmm. down, open up. And then when they open up, they spend money to open up and then they get closed down mm-hmm. again. And, you know, it's a matter of survival. I don't know if these gyms uh, can handle this for another four, five, six months. 
you know, we'll yeah. see what the economic outturn is. It's, but it's not just the gyms, you know, you've got the restaurants opening, closing, serving outdoors, things are changing with, again, another six to eight months of this, it's the, the economic devastation is happening. It's going to get worse. It's going to take years to recover from. And it breaks my heart to see everybody going through this. Very, very tough. But the other thing is, too, is that when you open up and people start having parties and they have many read these stories all the time, even young kids having COVID-19 parties to see who can get COVID-19. Have you heard about that? Uh, yeah, I have heard about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, you know, I just gonna, an urban legend until you realize that that's a real thing. Like, it's a real, real thing. thing. It's yeah. a real thing. And here's the other thing. The perception of reality out there for most people is that if I'm over 60 and I'm 65 and I'm compromised or I have issues, I could die from this. Oh, well, you could die. Yes, you can die. It's not just about dying. Okay? No. It's about the long-term damage, which is cardiovascular, your heart, stroke potential, neurological damage, losing the membrane in your lungs, which is the last thing I think any of us want to do, especially me for yeah. my job. On that tip, a, a hospital, I think, in the Midwest uh, released that of the, the people that were confirmed cases when they came in for a follow-up, uh, approximately 30% uh, were, I mean, after they were completely cleared, approximately 30% still had some sort of issue, whether it be cardiovascularly or, or pulmonary. So that, that's, I mean, that's concerning. 30% having uh, effects that will last the rest of it's their life. Very, 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 very scary. Sorry about this, guys. Very, very scary. Another thing, a friend of mine, and this was reported, I think, in the news, had a friend here in, in LA, a uh, firefighter, right? 44 years old, amazing condition, caught it dead within a week. Wow. And we, we've already been hearing these stories about, oh, well, children can't die. Yes, they can. And they are. Me. You can't tell you me know? that it only affects old people when you hear a story like that. that you I mean, can't. That's terrifying. The, yeah, the, the, I have a friend who, um, who went through it. He says, uh, a friend of mine from uh, over in England, he told me he was, uh, he was, it was everybody, he's, he wasn't sure, you know, if he was going to make it through. And he has definitely a lot of, uh, a lot, he, he's still with him as far as, I mean, he's clear of it. But uh, he has issues still as far as cardio. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. You know, I've been working so hard to stay in the best shape I can over this period. You know, I've lost about 20 pounds. And, we, you know, we talked about the show before. I didn't need to lose the weight, but I'm just training. I'm in the best shape I've been in in 30 years. I don't want to not be able to do that, you know? Yeah. I want to not be able yeah. to stay and be at the peak of condition to lead the life I have to lead personally, talking in a selfish note. Another thing that is a little concerning about uh, this whole pandemic is the the testing is it's getting better but still like there are a lot of false positives and a lot of false negatives as well and and I, that, yeah. that was really alarming well it all depends on the test you get you know there's different tests out there you got to make sure you're getting the best one possible i mean i often worry about that too we're getting tested at ufc's and you know the the nose and the throat we get the yep. throat swab mm -hmm. uh, i'm going today because uh, I've been home for five days. I'm going today to get tested in the nose at my doctor's this afternoon, even though I'm going to get tested 10 days from now or nine days from now at UFC. The Why? nose the nose or the sinus, Bruce? Well, the brain, who, yeah, all so the way the, up there. So the, there's two different nasal tests. Uh, the sinus, they're going to go way back there. And yeah, yeah. Which I think from my experience is, is the most reliable. I think so. I mean, again, I'm not a doctor, but I, let's put it this way. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. It's the so. most uh, chosen, chosen to avoid. I'll tell you that. That's the one I do not want to experience. <laughs> it's, it's not fun, but it is what yeah. it is. The, the nostril goes. invasion. Yeah. Hey, breaking news just came over. You know, we've had Logan Paul on the show. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the police are at his brother's house at uh, Jake Paul's house right now with a, like a small militia in what? armored trucks. And they're doing a complete search warrant of his house. It, they say it looks like a mini military parade with several guys wearing SWAT or tactical gear hanging off of the sides. Uh, hanging off the sides, huh? You know, just their yeah, bodies. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So they're, they're basically, you know, ready to rock and roll. I mean, as the story's developing, I have no idea what it's about but it just came over the waves. That's alarming. Yeah. Interesting. Just a warning, Bruce. We only got about 10 minutes left here uh, on the call. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You mean on the show or on with Herb? On with Herb. Okay. uh, Let me go over a couple more then. Um, God, onions have been recalled in all 50 states. Red onions, right? Onions, yeah, because of a salmonella outbreak. Did you hear about this, Herb? Yeah, I, I did hear about that. And, you know, we get a lot of red onions over here. So uh, I, uh, when I was at my store, there was one company, I forgot the name of the company, I can't say it exactly, but there's one company that was associated with where, where Thompson. it came from. Yeah, Thompson that's what I, thought. I just didn't want to say the wrong name. Yeah. And that, that, I think, is here in California. But uh, I went to the store I went to, uh, they, they told me that they don't buy those onions. So they said that they were good and none of their onions were contaminated. Well, I'm glad I just read this because I'm a lover of red onions, so that's mm-hmm. not going to happen now for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to eat some today. Does the story make you cry? all right guys tito is retired from mma unless probably somebody throws a huge paycheck at him Mm -hmm. um i don't think it'll be oscar de la hoya but at the same time he's launching his political career tito ortiz is running for city council in huntington beach california oh that's awesome i think it's pretty cool yeah i think that's cool i think you know tito's a smart guy and you know um yeah it would be awesome to see what he does how he does yeah, and he's also kicking around the idea of becoming, at 45 years old, of becoming a law enforcement officer. Honestly, I've heard about that. I don't know who would want to be. A, I mean, I respect policemen like there's no tomorrow. My brother Brian is, you know, retired 25 years. And yes, there's always a couple bad apples in a barrel of 50. There always is, no matter what we're doing or walking into a room. But I respect police officers. I support the police. Uh, as long as they do the right thing, of course, with everything going on, I'm all about the protests and everything that we're talking about. But honestly, Herb, would you want to be a police officer in today's world? Yeah, I think this is the time to be a police officer. To be the best um, you can be? Yeah, to to make a difference. I think that my job is very similar to a police officer's job in a lot of ways. I make decisions that can affect people's dreams and hopes and livelihoods, also can affect their physical ability and uh, you know, uh, and I think that um, I don't approach that lightly. And, um, and we're held to a, uh, there's certain things, you know, that if you do when you have a sacred trust. So matter of fact, the, the main thing of it is that I, I, uh, I'm in charge with some guys who are some very tough people. And they take my uh, instruction because I represent the sport. Right. And, uh, and it's not because it's me enforcing it. Is because they're, and when we take the police's instruction, is we represent what they, uh, we respect how they represent society. And when some of them abuse that and make it about themselves, I think is the most disgusting thing you can do. And I think it should be punished. Uh, Anytime you make a, a, commit a a crime under the color of your authority, that the punishment should be multiple, not less. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely agree. So I think that there's a, there's a, there, and like you said, there, there are good and bad out there. And I think the good need to really start holding the uh, bad accountable because they made them look bad and made them made it so that people don't trust them. And I know a lot of the good, but they, there's a, there's a, there's, um, I think a culture of me first that goes on, you yep. know, 
Yep. I'm with you all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like even like I've, I mean, I've given CPR more than once. I've, I've been fortunate enough to have that training and I was in the right place at the right time. And, and, and I'm proud to be able to say that I helped some people. And I've, I've been told that these guys don't do C, wouldn't do CPR. They've told me, go, no, no, we're, we're trained not to do that. Right. Right. And yet they're heroes, you know? Is that a liability thing or, I mean, I wonder what that is. Like, what do you mean? I, I, I think it's, you don't want to bring it home, anything home to your family. Right. Yeah. So when you do it, you're taking a risk. I understand that it's okay to risk bullets, but risking getting something ucky off somebody's lips. Uh, that's not sexy. <laughs> yeah. We're not taking that home. <laughs> yeah. Well, try the dating world today. You know, it's, it's scary even to think about kissing somebody new right now, unless you know everything going on. Yeah. 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 Man, it's a rough time. I think to be, to be dating. Yeah, it's a like, rough time to be dating. There's no so we got a rough thing. We got, yeah, as far as all that stuff, man, it's a rough time in general. And it's so hard. And man, it's, a, it's a, yeah, we got a lot of things going on right now. A lot of things going on, a lot to, lot to uh, take in, a lot to deal with, you know. But I hope talk- Tito um, can, uh, I think that'd be awesome if Tito being a police officer. And I think, yeah, uh, you know, I think it's a good time to uh, start a, uh, yeah, if someone wants to do that, especially if they're a good person, I think he should, you know? Sure, of course he should. should run for the city council or everything he does. You know, he mm-hmm. definitely has a gift of gab. We know that. You know, you talk about the gyms and, and stuff, and, and gym owners could not get the PPP loans, you know, that the government was giving. If you own a gym, it didn't apply, if I'm not mistaken. Or martial arts studios could not get them. I know that. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure about that. I, I, I'm not sure about that. My friend who was applying for her Muay Thai studio, she couldn't get a loan. And when she did get a loan, it wasn't a free loan. It was a loan she had to pay back. So unlike these PPP loans. But there was a story here. A man in Miami, Florida. You wonder how people are going to try and, and, and screw the government with the government trying to give these loans and stuff. He got a loan um, from the $521 billion Paycheck Protection Program, which is the PPP program. Mm-hmm. So he, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. He got a loan. He spent $318,000 of the money he got on a Lamborghini. I heard about that. A luxury and personal items, including like $5,000 spent at Saks Fifth Avenue, $11,000 at two Miami hotels, and about $8,500 purchase of diamonds. But you have to justify your expenses for it to be forgivable. It's not forgivable when they immediately hand it out. Like you have to prove that you used it for something um, that the loan essentially qualified for. And, And if I'm not mistaken... Uh, I believe it's supposed to be paid out over a course of eight pay periods, meaning you're supposed to essentially supplement um, payroll with it. Well, I'm not sure how much how he got all this money, but the basic fact is he got almost four million in taxpayer dollars through these low interest forgivable PPP loans. He requested thirteen point five million, applying like seven times. What? Now, if he's found guilty, they went through his bank records and found out what he was doing. Now, if he's found guilty. He faces 30 years in prison for bank fraud and up to a million dollar fine, plus another 30 years for false stating on, on lending uh, loan statements for the institutions. Right. Well, you know, and, and the world knows about it, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, you know, it's in Russian news. It's in all the other news. Everyone knows that that's what Americans are doing. All right, a couple of the things you heard, you know, there's, there's all these stories that are going on. The University of Connecticut has canceled their 2020 college football program over COVID-19 first major program to cancel, if I'm not incorrect in that. Uh, Colorado State athletes now are claiming there's a cover-up at Colorado State about who has and who does not have COVID-19. So there's issues going on there. Uh, the head of the Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Peterson, amongst a number of athletes, has tested positive for COVID-19. They've canceled the exhibition season. 
Herb, do you think there's going to be a football season? I mean, I don't know. I, but all I know is that it's a lot different than our sport. Our sport, there's, you know, an athlete to worry about, not teams and not multiple teams to have to manage with multiple people touching the same ball. I'm not sure how they would do that. All those, that's a lot of people to uh, try to figure it out. And they're having, you know, and it's tough enough just with our sport, you know, yeah. when it's single matches, you know. So um, I, I don't I, – I hate to – I'm not the one to try to say who will be able to do what, but um, I, uh, I think it's going to be tough. Baseball's been going on for, I think, a week and a half, two weeks, and, and their season's already in jeopardy. I oh, think when you have team sports like that, when they're constantly around one another, it, it's just it's, – it's a breeding ground for, for things like that. And like you said, Herb, like – in MMA, really, when the sport is, you know, underway, it's three guys in the cage, three judges, a couple of inspectors and commentators for the most part, a couple of cut men. Like, there are the entirety, the entire amount of people that are needed for an MMA fight to happen at any given time is still less than a football team. You know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you deal with everything involved, absolutely. You know, um, I think that there won't be a football season. I don't even think that baseball is going to be able to finish the way things are going on. You know, the, 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 the series between the Tigers and the Cardinals are postponed because 13, card, 13 Cardinal players, along with staff, were diagnosed with COVID-19. Right. When you're, when you're stopping series, how can there be a record for the season in baseball? Well, they can make it up. Right. Um, you know, they can do like, like a rain day, essentially. But, but the issue is this. Those people – are going to be quarantined essentially for two weeks or until they test negative, like the replacement players or whomever has to come in, that's such a sacrifice on, you know, the, on behalf of that team to, you know, be forced to make those accommodations and changes that I feel like no matter who wins the, the World Series in that season of baseball, it's, it's not really an accurate uh, sort of scenario on who the best team was. It's asking too much. Exactly. So I'm just wondering if that, that's going to affect their viewership also, you know, I think. Well, I yeah. think it would. I think it would. I mean, people are starving for sports. And then you have a situation here where The Rock and Danny Garcia and Redbird uh, Capital buy Vince McMahon's XFL. They bought the XFL uh, Football League. Season four of Ballers. That's what they're calling it. Season four of Ballers, Bruce. Season four okay. of Ballers. Oh, season four of Ballers, okay. But they got it for a, a garage sale price of $15 million, even though the thing wasn't making money and lost so much money in its first season. Um, with that being said, when are they going to start? But it's actually a good grab on their part for when things do start back up and they can prepare for it. Dana White went public yesterday saying it's a great move and people are starting for sports. He should start the season earlier. I understand his enthusiasm about it, but I would say stop, plan for next year and do this thing correctly. Why stop yeah. and Why start and stop? So. I'm actually quite optimistic about the XFL. When you look at their early numbers and, and ratings uh, for their, I mean, I guess second season, but really their first season in a lot of ways, uh, they're promising. Uh, I think people are excited and into the idea of having a secondary football league. Um, obviously, can't take on the NFL, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see it do well. I, there is no real minor league for football players other than college and a lot of players don't even stick around, like the good ones don't even stick around in college for that long. So I, I think there needs to be a place for uh, that talent to develop at the professional level. I, you know, I just worry about the, the young man sitting at the table looking at his mother and his grandmother and saying, I want to buy her a house. I'm about to get my big NFL position. You know, I think about all these little scenarios of stuff that are being interrupted and interfered with. And again, my heart goes out to everybody that's suffering in any way, whether it's financially, physically, mentally, 
family-wise or anything during this whole pandemic. You know, a lot of us are sitting here and we're in good spots dealing with what we're dealing in, but that's not the case for everybody. This is a war and we all have to fight it together and support each other in the most positive way possible. I got another job for you, Herb, if you have a time. Uh, Florida is now about to remove 5,000 pythons from the Everglades. That okay. somehow, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So I think they're looking for people to start working with the wildlife officials down there. So since, <laughs> you're a, since you're a bounty hunter and you're so skilled, I think you should go down there and scoop up a couple hundred of them for them. No, no. I, I think I'll, I'll leave that to uh, some other people. Oh, yeah, yeah, snake wrangling. Hmm. You know, we were talking about the police and situations. Of, I wanted to bring this up before we take a break, but uh, before, but, you know, the camera that was used in the Rodney King beating, which is one of the most horrific, you know, situations involving the police in history, mm-hmm. uh, and along with everything came from it, the camera that was filmed that, they're putting it up for auction. Just oh, really? Camera. Yeah. How much do you think it's going to go for? I have no idea, but that story, did you know that story that the guy who filmed that, just happened to have a camera out and was trying to learn how to use it. Yeah. They just got it out the box and was trying to learn how to use it, just experimenting with it and, you know, using it around his house and looks out the window and goes, well, what's that? (laughs) Wow. Exactly. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know what, what, uh, yeah, just him being in the right place at the right time to be able to capture that on camera. What's, what's what's, What's crazy about that is, is that you talk about that herb, like having a camera at that time, like, People have cameras with them 24 hours a day now. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing when something happens that it's not captured on video. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I think in this world with videos, a lot, man, it's still not even the whole story is being told. No. No. Yeah. no. Hey, Herb, do you like the ref cam? Have you ever wore the ref cam? I, I haven't. Wore, I, wore, I think I've worn one before. I mean, I, I think the thing about it is for it to work well, it's going to have to be on your head. Right. So one of the reasons why I didn't like it is because a lot of designs look like earphones. Yeah. And I didn't want anyone to think I was receiving someone telling me what to do. So I didn't oh, want them to point. think that people were talking to me. So that's one reason why I don't wear it. Yeah. The other never, reason, never yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So that's the main reason, yeah. Because I, I wouldn't want someone to think that, you know, my decisions are being influenced. You know, it's funny. Herb is so proper and so perfect at this because I'll get in the octagon sometime. I go, Herb, this is going to be a great fight. Who do you think is going to win? And I'll forget. I shouldn't be asking Herb that before the fight. You know, so Herb just right. gives me that cool cat look and smile and doesn't say a word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm always, who do you think is going to win? I'm the referee. I really, I take it that serious that, uh, that uh, I try to not, you know, I really, I really don't think about it that way anymore and having an opinion on who is that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not my way I get to enjoy right. sport. Like as a fan, to have uh, my beliefs or my uh, my knowledge affirmed by what somebody else is doing. I have some another job to do there. Have you ever have you have you judged Herb? Yes, I have. You like that? I'll tell you something. Judging is a very difficult job, and when I'm doing it, it's um, especially when you get a hard match. Come on, when, I mean five minutes of fighting, and when it comes down to a match, it's back and forth. Right. And if somebody, let's say it's let's say it's tit for tat and one person just wins by a jab. Yeah. The person who wins a race, he wins by an inch. He wins yeah. the race to get that, to have that juggle that for five minutes and have the focus to do it. It's incredible. I, yeah. I, um, I don't, I, I have a lot of respect for the judges and I do judge. I've judged the whole time uh, that I've been doing this uh, at different times. I've always uh, filled in as a judge or at some shows judging was part of my, I was in the rotation, the referees, we rotate as judges uh, at some of the shows that I do internationally, we often re- rotate as judges. And so I think, it's, I think it's something to talk about because I think that other thing is I think that we have our scoring system and mm-hmm. our, our criteria is good and it's been being adapted. But as far as the, how the points come out, 
I don't think that they do a good representation for our sport. You yeah. know, 10-9, 10, 10 point must system, it's too broad. Yeah. It's um, yeah. one, you know, one point is it, it, not enough markers on there. Right. And so there's more markers. Uh, one guy who, uh, who's written a lot of the rules, he written uh, he wrote the half point system that they yep. used in K1. Nelson uh, Hamilton? Corey, is that, is that? Corey, actually, it's Corey Schaefer who wrote okay. it. And Nelson Hamilton put it out and made it seem like he wrote it. But all the documents of it, Corey Schaefer is the one who did it. And even the documents that were used that were uh, like how to evaluate damage and uh, that the, the was written by Corey Schaefer also. He says this system is like trying to uh, paint a picture while you're using a roller paintbrush. Interesting. Oh, like, wow. yeah, that's, what, that's what he compares it to. And, I, and, I, and in a lot of ways, I think he's right. I think there needs to be more marks. We, you know, we've got the 10-9 score that represents someone winning by one jab. Yeah. And we got that same what represents someone winning every exchange. Yep. Say the, guys, the other guy's in the exchange. He's not, he meets them. They throw a combination. He lands three shots. The other guy lands five. Yeah. You know, but he meets him every time. That's a lot of different work from somebody who's won by one jab. Yep. Or even if a guy gets knocked down, it still can be a 10-9 if he doesn't get knocked down and dominated or if, yep. he, if he just knocks down and pops right up. And that's an even more amount of work. So that's a lot that's covered by one score. Yeah, I, you know, I think about the 10-point must system and in, in mixed martial arts, I think that the idea of a unanimous decision, especially if it's a 29-28 uh, sort of uh, scorecard, it's, it's like something like 80% of the time the judges differ on the deciding round on their, on their card. Even though they have 29-28, they may have given the fighters different rounds. And it's pretty rare outside of a 30-27, and now with the implementation of a 30-28, it's pretty rare that the judges actually agree round for round and turn in the same scorecard, even if they have the same score. On the tough scores, right. right. Yeah. On the tough yeah. scores. I can't tell you how many times I've stepped in the octagon, shown Herb the decision before I announced it, and both kind of look at each other and <laughs> don't say a word. You know, it's well, on, just, on the messenger, Herb's the referee. It's not our point. Well, I think, well, so it's weird. well, the thing about it is it's because a lot of it is the scoring system. There's time like, you know, um, there was a match recently where, you know, I was like, hmm, that's a little surprising. But my what I've learned over it, because I judge myself, is – I'm going to have to look at that as a judge. And then when I do, it's usually the scoring system that's the, that's issue. the uh, issue. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get a round where somebody won convincingly, even maybe knocked the guy down and gets a 10-9 score. And then you get, you know, some close rounds. And then those get that same score. And that's why when people look at the fight as a whole, yep. they're wondering why that outcome came. Yeah, but, right, yeah, right. So, yeah, a lot of times it comes to that. The it's issue be with a, a dominant 10-9 is, is the same as a very close 10-9, and that, that's, not, that's not right. That's not fair. It's going to yeah, be until we get, yeah, And then think about this. What about when I take a point? Yeah. Oh, what yeah. does that represent? Okay, so in boxing, a point gets taken for a 10-point fight, 10-round 10 right. fight. Yep. What does that – and, and I take a point in a three-round match with the same type of system. I mean, that punishment is so much more severe on an MMA fighter than yep. it is on a boxer. It's like, well, do our guys deserve to be punished more for the infractions of the rules? I don't it, think so. It's, yeah. if, it's a, if it's a close fight and you take away a point, for a lot of fighters, you best case scenario is they walk away with a draw. And right. worst case scenario is that they're just not going to win. And th that's a huge issue. And I think that's something why we see a lot of referees maybe afford fighters more warnings than you would like them to see. And it doesn't really change 
their behavior to a certain extent, but it's like, what are you going to do? The last thing you want to do, Herb, is, is insert yourself into the ultimate decision right, of right. a fight. And it's like, you're kind of... Also, when you think about the warnings, people, I think for harmful files, I don't think guys get multiple warnings. No, you know, no, non-harmful no. files that, you know, that don't affect the position, right. you'll get a lot of warnings. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's a difference, you know. But then when someone's been, done damage yeah. and then you have to balance that out or if there's a position that's happened or been taken away and you got to balance out the match, that's when guys are a little bit more uh, willing to start taking points or doing things like that. You know, me, this if, is going to be... If you kick someone, sorry, Bruce, if you kick someone low three times in a row, how does that not have an impact, though, on the over? Exactly. But usually, usually three times in a row, does it three times in a row without something being addressed? Man, I've seen it time and time again. Maybe it's not necessarily in the same round, but over the course of a fight, yeah, I've seen uh -huh. people hit, you know, below the belt three times oh, yeah. and no points taken. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is going to be a point of controversy going on and on and on until they somehow get it right. If that yeah, well, you know, it's like, well, I think it's going people are, the conversations are coming up now. So I think the, um, I think you're going to see a lot more changes and good changes because um, the way, for whatever reason, there's a lot of ways that things are organized and not always for the best. Right. And uh, the people who are making the decisions uh, before kind of held on to things tighter and uh, weren't uh, a lot of times, a lot of decisions with the rules have been made and I wasn't involved in the conversation. And I've, I've got to referee more of these fights than anyone else that I know. Anyone. And yep. so to not be involved in the conversation, at least just to say, well, you know, um, as someone who's going to apply this rule, here's some of the questions, you know, or here's some of the problems that can come up. And now uh, I, I am involved in some of the conversations and the judges who are actually the ones judging the rounds, they're involved in the conversations also. So it's not just regulators doing it. And so there's a lot of conversation. Matter of fact, uh, at, um, last night at the UFC uh, Dana White Contender Series, you know, we were the conversation was up. We we're talking about alternate score systems and talking about certain fights and wondering if the result would be different with alternate alternate score systems. So I, I think I think it's being addressed and things are being looked at. As they always are, and we'll see. You know, when they when they finally get perfect, if they ever get perfect. But you know, well, they're never perfect. No. You know, I mean, how many? You know, I don't know much about other uh, sports, but uh, somebody told me that you know the NFL spends how much they spend so much oh, on yeah. looking at all their rules. They spend millions. Yep. Oh, we don't we don't do that in this sport. I just we just volunteer our time to do that. <laughs> but but still, we you know they spend millions and they're still coming up with things. We're or not Lord. spending millions, so you know we'll. We'll, we'll be coming up with things for a lot longer. Yeah, one, thing I, one thing I just want to ask her before we move away, Bruce, is, is open scoring. Have you, have you seen that at all? Kansas implemented that. Uh, we've, we've had two shows, three shows, I think, at Invicta with open scoring. Um, mm -hmm. It's been executed flawlessly. I'm curious your thoughts. Well, I'm, at this point, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of open scoring uh, just because of, um, just because I'm not sure how it would play out with some of these, uh, with local decisions and pressure and whatnot. There's a, you know, um, the scoreboard is, is, is unmovable. You know, you can get a scoreboard and you got, you know, you see the ball go through the hoop, you know, the score is there. Mm. So then in other sports, you know, open scoring makes sense. In our sport, it might be tough. Uh, there's the things that come up, you know, as far as, I mean, just pressure from the audience and pressure from different people in the audience and the way people may behave. So, so the, uh, there the, is no audience. <laughs> well, yeah, but the way they do it in Invicta is the audience nor the judges 
know what the score is. Um, mm-hmm. They only notify the cornermen, and the cornermen have the uh, opportunity to tell their athlete whether or not um, they're winning or losing or where they stand. Guys, it has been I, executed flawlessly. Have, what, um, have, have you seen some bonuses, how it's improved the sport? Um, fighters knew where they were going into the last round, whether or not they needed to be more conservative or not. Um, you know, the, the last show we had, we had a, a fight where we were going to the third round and we know two judges were opposite 2018. So we were going to have a split decision no matter what. And then the third judge was 1919. Um, so you can have that data, whether or not you can process it, right, right. you can have that data and know, okay, well, I won the first round for sure. I didn't necessarily win the second round on that 1919 scorecard. So I'm going to have to try to fight like so I did. So it's open first. just for the fighters and the coaches or just for the coach. Just, just the coach the can coach. choose to tell the fighter if he wants to or not. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, that's something that's interesting to watch, you know, and, and we can see uh, if it uh, makes for better fights or, you know, the reason for doing it. Uh, sure. I don't think it's going to fix uh, the problems we have with scoring. No. no. But, you know, if somehow it makes better fights, I mean, or it makes the sport better. The athletes at least know where they stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hope they stand in the right spot. <laughs> we'll keep <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> All right, guys, listen, I want to go over a few more stories before we close out, not take anything away from the very important subject that you were just discussing. But I didn't give you the, uh, the, the price for the camera, the starting bid on the uh, Rodney King camera, mm-hmm. $225,000. Whoa. Wow. Not bad. Not bad. Now, also to her being – Who owns the Bruce? Uh, it's the, the original owner. Okay. Know. Yeah, the original owner. So, however, whoever's handling that. How do they authenticate that? Um, if it's the original owner, I'm sure there's been photos of this camera. This camera has so much controversy over the years. Not controversy, but publicity over the years. I'm sure there's ways to do what we call a certificate of authenticity to make sure that it's perfect. Herb, you're a big guitar player. You love guitars. I was in Australia with you once when you bought a beautiful acoustical guitar that, you know, you loved. Amazing, and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really nice. Now, Elvis Presley has a rare guitar. He used in 54 to 56. A little bit of collector talk here, folks. It's a, it's a uh, Martin D18 guitar. I don't know if you're mm. familiar with that. Mm-hmm, I am. Okay, I'll give you one more chance, Herb. How much do you think it's uh, oh, sold for? I can't imagine because uh, buying just any Martin of that age for, uh, I mean, that's, that's out of my price range to begin with, let alone if it belonged to Elvis Presley. If it belonged to some dude who, <laughs> who's living on the streets, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's, uh, wow. Okay, I'm going to say it's going for, for $300,000. Nope. Come on. It's all for $1.32 million. I can see that, yeah. $1.32 million. Now, the next thing that's up now is actually Conor McGregor uh, is auctioning off his fight shorts from the Donald Cerrone fight, right? I heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the starting bid on the used and signed gloves from the fight is $2,500, which attracted – a bunch of buyers. Now the price went up to 31,000 and there's still 19 days left to go. The used shorts started at 2,500. They are up to 11,000. The Irish flag that Connor raised after the block is signed too. That's starting at 2,500. So bottom line, Connor McGregor. I think that might go for more, right? The flag. I very well could be very well, very well. Could you never know, you know how big I am in collectibles. You mm-hmm. never know where they're going to go. A couple of field. Let me ask him what's the biggest, um, What's the biggest uh, auction sale you've had? For many of your uh, military, uh, military item. Um, God, there's been so many, but uh, easily, you know, 50,000. I'm talking about from your, because um, I know that there's some auctions you do with oh, some of your the, own. Oh, my fight cards? My fight yeah, cards? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, the Amanda Nunes uh, cyborg card sold to Dan Lambert through his son. They paid $4,272 for that one card. Oh, wow. That's then I've awkward. had other cards go for $2,500, $3,000, sets that go of cards, $2,500, So I used to put them on charity for auctions for sets. I've only done this 20 times, but the last few times we put the individual cards out and the return was much even higher. Mm-hmm. So there is a market. I mean, I created a market for it, and now there's a market for it, as there is, obviously, for mixed martial arts and UFC memorabilia. That's why you should save everything. I've told you this a million times. Everything belonged to Herb Dean, because Herb Dean memorabilia definitely has a market price. What do you think the market price is for one Herb Dean dreadlock? I don't know, but we could find we could test the market. There's one right. way to find out. Yeah. eBay, 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 eBay. Go for it. Since my dreads grow backwards now, you just have to follow me around, and you might be lucky <laughs> enough just to catch one, you know, and <laughs> go hey, in reverse. If, if I catch one, I'm putting it to use. <laughs> uh, yeah. There you go. All right, guys, I'm gonna end this. I'm gonna end the show before we sign off on a really cool note. Have you ever seen a movie, whether it's Tom Hanks and Castaway, whatever, where? They're on a stranded on an island, and they put SOS in big letters on the beach, hoping somebody's going to fly over and see sure. it. Uh-huh. Has, has, any, has that ever helped anybody that you've ever heard about? Well, I've never met anybody that was stranded on an island. So. Thank you. Have you, yeah, have you? Yes. An SOS met, not met, but reading about. Okay. An SOS message written on the beach on a very tiny, tiny Pacific island pointed rescuers to three missing mariners. They, had set up, they, they went out in a 23-foot boat last Thursday to make a 26-mile journey, right, in Micronesia. They went off course, ran out of fuel, and landed on an island called Picolot Island, 118 miles away from where they started, a totally desolate island. They rode SOS on the sand. They got saved. How long were they there for? They were there for approximately a week. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's what it said here. It said last Thursday. Okay, last Thursday. What is today? Today is uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Like five, let's call it five days. That's How bonkers. Amazing. That, that's bonkers. I think that's Wonder, Was there water on that island? If there's, uh, that I can't answer. They don't have anything down there. I would, I would hope there coconuts, was. Coconuts, maybe, something like that. Maybe they can get, I don't there's know. Oh, a yeah, lot yeah, coconuts. Yeah, yeah. This island looks like an island literally out of a movie with a bunch of vegetation. Oh, beaches okay. all the way around. Very, very small. Okay, you said desolate. Okay, but there's vegetation. Okay. There's vegetation. So obviously they found food. They probably found some water too. The Bella Twins, you know, the wrestling girls from uh, WWE? Congratulations to the Bella Twins. They both had babies one day apart. Wow. Twin girls, twin sisters, each having babies one day apart. Wow. How about that? Wow. Congratulations. I think that's cool. Yeah, congratulations. That's bonkers. Yeah, very cool. Mm -hmm. All right, Herb, listen, aside from Cameo, I encourage everybody to go to Cameo.com, look up Herb Dean. I know you're doing a ton of them, and I'll do a ton I more. I love them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Hey, Herb, when do you do your uh, certification program? Do you do that so, a couple times a year? I do, but, you know, COVID. Right. So, you know, because part of my uh, certification, for one, is there is a classroom, and usually I would have, I would keep the number small, like under 20 people. You know, once it got over 20, I, I didn't think it was effective. So I keep it around 12 as a good class. 15 maybe so you know putting that many people in a room is 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 a problem right and uh also part of the certification uh, there's a part where uh, people uh one of the one of the screening things we do is we have people demonstrate their knowledge of mixed martial arts technique because you're going to be evaluating it as a judge and you're going to be uh making decisions as a referee also so you want to show that i mean you don't have to be you know you know uh world champion martial artist, but you at least have to have an understanding of working, understanding the techniques that the athletes are using. So that means you have to be touching each other. 
and describing these techniques and demonstrating them. And I just wouldn't want someone going home, you know, I, I'm not sure how to do that yet. Right. Yeah. Um, one day I want to take that, not because I want to be a judge or a ref, but I want to try to get in the, the mind more of a judge. I think it would be awesome to do it, to get in the mind more. And also, if you have, uh, I'd like to come on and talk to you more about, um, about some of the stuff. Just like, um, you, know, uh, you know, we, you know, stoppages come under. People try to figure out why we make a stoppage and why we don't or whether it went too long or whether it was too quick. And, and you know, I think that, you know, we want to start talking more about well, what are the things to look for when somebody gets hit and they go down? Do they know where they're at? Do, do, are they awake? Do they know where their opponent is? You know, those are the things we're all knocking off when we're trying to move in there to stop a fight. Does, do they care where their opponent is? Are they staring off in space? Or are they looking around desperately trying to find out where it's coming from? And, if, and what if, if they do find them, what are they doing about it? Those are all the boxes that we're ticking off in a split second, you know, and... Uh, so, yeah, anytime you want to do it, uh, if I have the course again, you're welcome to come out. And if not, um, I sh- I'll talk to you about it anytime. I'd love that, Herb. I appreciate it. Very mm-hmm. cool. Herb, you have anything else you want to promote before we sign off? Ah, no, man. Thanks for having me on the show, brother. Yeah, of course. Always a pleasure, my brother. Always a pleasure. TJ, you're on Cameo, too. And I encourage everybody to go to Cameo to check out TJ DeSantis. It's only uh, five bucks. Oh yeah, come on, come on! I know, I know. I I tell them all the time, Herb. I tell them all the time. Hey, five bucks hasn't sold one, so I'm. I mean, you know, probably because you're charging too cheap, and they think it's going to be a shitty one. So give it to them good. All right, price. Five hundred dollars. Let's go. Uh, calm down. Ooh, I don't know I, about that. Yeah, you're, I, you're moving into Bruce Buffer territory I, there. <laughs> even I, even I don't tread over there. <laughs> I'm 2.99, but they're flying in, man. And again, I get partial proceeds to animal military and children charities. You know, it's all about paying it forward when you can. That's right, all right everybody. Good show today. Thank you so much, Herb. What's your uh, Instagram handle? Oh, Herb Dean MMA. And Twitter. Same thing. Everything is Herb Dean MMA. Smart man. Always make it the same. Always make it the same. Very, very yeah. smart man. Herb, pleasure. Please, again, give my love to Vika. Um, again, Mama Buffer says hi. I'll give her your best. And uh, TJ, thank you. Excellent show today, gentlemen. TJ, we got a picture for the show? Yeah, we'll do that. Don't worry. Okay. Not while we're on the air. We'll do it. I know. Not while we're on the air, but, you know, need, right. a picture. need a picture with my brother, Herb. All right. So uh, with that being said, everybody, we'll be back next week with another exciting guest. Check out the UFC this weekend. I will not be announcing, but I will be back for UFC 252. Um, Again, gentlemen, thank you so much. Fun show. Everybody, set your goals. Write them down. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Learn about your goals. When you set out on that path, you be the best you can be. If you do the best job you can do, then you're winning. If you're number one, then you're really winning. But be the best you can be. Be true to yourself. Be honest. Be respectful to everybody around you and treat everybody the way you wish to be treated, which for me is with respect. Big cheers and no fears for the next week. We'll be back. I'll say it all to you again. Herb, TJ, thank you. Buffer out. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. (sighs) Sorry I'm late, everyone. It's all right. The meeting's just getting started. Are you in your closet? Yeah, it's the quietest place. (laughs) Ah, not the roomiest, though. Getting closer with your closet these days? That, uh, dinosaur costume behind you? What? No. (laughs) 
The Container Store's custom closet sale is here to help with up to 25% off closet systems and free virtual in-home closet design. Who wants Sean to put on the dino suit? Really, guys? The Container Store, where space comes from.